come with me if you want to live. Welcome to Arnie Geddon. I'm Cam Smith. And I'm Tony G. And we are here with the Arnie Geddon podcast. Uh, Tony, we looked at the internet and we decided something was lacking. And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. In all the podcasts out there, no one is really doing a hardcore look at the work of Schwarzenegger. And is it because he's you know been overshadowed in recent years by Stallone and actors like that, The Rock? It may just be that people want to spend their bus ride listening to other things. <laughs> that too. But we thought it was important to look at the work of Schwarzenegger and kind of talk about how it fits into the canon of, you know, not just the films of Schwarzenegger, but also into the time in which they were made, as well as now. I mean, is the work of Schwarzenegger still relevant nowadays? I think we think it is. Of course it is. It's it's timeless. Schwarzenegger is incredible. You won't hear me see anything else. Well, maybe on one or two films, but uh, we'll get to that later over the coming months. Right. And so I think it's really important that we delve into these works and really remind people why they're important in a time where action movies are cranked out like basically every weekend, if not every other weekend. And to really shine a light on the ones that were special and the ones we should be holding up and maybe contrast to, like Criminal starring Kevin Costner and a lot of the crap that's coming out now, the post-taken world. Well, let's be clear, they all should be watched again. What we would like to do is each each uh, week or bi-weekly, depending on other responsibilities, we're going to be watching a movie. We hope that you will watch that movie uh, at the, before you listen to the podcast so that you can... Join us and you can consider what we're saying and whether or not what we're saying has value or if you have your own comments to add. Yeah, and if you go every week to arniegeddon.com, we'll have a preview for what the next week's episode is. As well, at the end of each podcast, we will say what we will be tackling next week. So we're not going to leave you in the dark on that. Um, what we want to do with this sort of shorter episode today is kind of just set up what our sort of mission statement is, which we've kind of done talking about the canon of Schwarzenegger, but also... Talk about what drew us to Schwarzenegger. Like, why are we not doing a Steven Seagal cast? Well, actually, given sort of uh, some of the revelations about Seagal, I think there's good reason for Why that. would we do a Steven Seagal <laughs> But, cast. like, why not a uh, Van Damme cast, for example? He's kind of gotten a little bit of a second wave with his career. But I think what we want to do is talk about, you know, what is your, uh, Tony, what is your first uh, memory of Arnold Schwarzenegger? How did he kind of enter into your life? Well, I think the same way as uh, it did for a lot of people. I'm a child of the 80s, and... Uh, you know, is there a better body of film work than, you know, 1982 to 1994 Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> I mean, is there a single bad film in that batch? Uh, he, well, he, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll find out. Uh, but, I mean, he he truly was uh, an effect unto his own, and nobody could make movies like Arnold Schwarzenegger could. Right. He was a very unique star for the time, like... You look at the great icons of the past, like John Wayne, actors like that, they really represented the time which they were coming out. And you can see how Schwarzenegger really does fit into that 80s sort of age of excess. You know, he's a huge, massive, muscular guy carrying guns larger than me. 
yeah. it all just kind of adds up to that perfect 80s icon. Yeah, I think I think he carried something large for, uh, in every one of his movies for about 15 years. <laughs> just just to prove a point. Not Danny DeVito though. You know, he carried a tree in Commando, he picked up a truck in Predator, etc., etc. There was a coffin full of guns in Terminator 3. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So, Tony, you know, you said, you know, you're a child of the 80s. What's the first Schwarzenegger movie that you can recall seeing? Um, probably Commando. I was blessed with a horribly irresponsible father when it came <laughs> to uh, editing my movie choices. And I, I remember the the death count in Commando as a, an eight or a nine-year-old really impressed me. All right. And so you loved the movie right as, from the get-go. Well, I think I just liked Carnage, as right. a lot of eight- and nine-year-old kids tend to do. I liked how there was some swearing. I believe there may even have been some nudity in it. And um, There is. Yeah. yeah. Th- thanks, Dad. <laughs> you set me up well. How-, how about you, Cam? Well, it's tough for me to recall because I grew up, and I remember I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies, but I was allowed to watch whatever movies were on TV. And there was a, every uh, week through our local affiliate, there was something called Tough Guy Thursday, I think it was. They should have called it Tough Guy Tuesday for the alliteration, but they went with Tough Guy Thursday. And what they would do... Which day was it on? (laughs) And what they would do is they would show an action movie. And sometimes they would be like westerns with John Wayne. Sometimes they were like, um, um, I'm blanking on that, Chuck Norris movies. Uh, But they had a whole run of Schwarzenegger. And I can't remember the exact order, but my first was either the very first Terminator or it was Predator. I, I believe it was Terminator. That That is my best guess. It's a long time ago. But I, I do know that for sure I had Terminator 1 and Predator taped off that channel as well as um, Raw Deal. And I would remember watching them like over and over again with friends. And uh, at least the Terminator and Predator really had an impact and I think still do to this day, it'll be interesting revisiting them, but uh, they're the ones that I kind of hold up in very high regard. And I mean, to be a 12-year-old and see Terminator 2 shortly after was just, to me, like, blew, absolutely blew me away. Yeah, well, I mean, Terminator 2 has got to be one of the, even for Arnold Schwarzenegger films, it's it's got to be one of the greatest films ever made. And yet it's one that I'm not like super excited to revisit. I think it's because I've seen it so many times. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I can't I can't think of a time where I would not like to watch Terminator 2. Really? Okay. So is does that stand out to you sort of of your young years as like the pinnacle? Like if you were to name from the point of view of like, you know, teenage Tony what the greatest Schwarzenegger movie of all time is, would you go with Terminator 2? Uh, I'd probably go with Predator. Okay. Um, but Terminator 2 is definitely up there. Um Conan the Barbarian is one of my one of my all time favorites as well. You're a Conan guy, anyway. Oh, I love Conan. Yeah, yeah. For me, Terminator Two is the one that I I think I would have held up as the ultimate Schwarzenegger. Maybe I would have said True Lies uh, as well. True Lies really hit hit. A, you know, it was right at that age where I was allowed to go to movies on my own, and Terminator and True Lies was one of the first ones I went to. Yeah, I mean, and after that, I'd probably go with um, probably Junior. <laughs> uh, Batman and Robin. I love Collateral Damage. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. Just spectacular. Um, his uh, cameo work in Around the World in Eighty Days. Yeah, uh, Arnold. Why? Why don't you go back to those times? Well, hey, let's. You know, you mentioned Around the World in Eighty Days. I think that's one of the interesting things about this podcast we plan to do. We're not just going to tackle his starring vehicles. We will look at some of the movies where he has cameos like around the world in 80 days but also even ones like uh terminator salvation where <laughs> his connection is very very loose 
Uh, and maybe, you know, depending on how the podcast goes, we'll look at some of the sequels. Like, you know, what is Predator 2 without Arnold? And I, I think it'll be interesting to look at some of those movies and then talk about, you know, does this franchise work without, you know, its main star? Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, I'm looking forward to taking a look at some of this stuff because I'd like to think I've seen everything he's done, but I know I haven't. You know, I know I haven't seen uh, Stay Hungry that he got a Golden Globe for, uh, apparently. I don't right. I don't think I've seen The Villain. Uh, I saw Hercules in New York ages ago. I'd like to watch that again, actually. Yeah, okay, well, you, you say you'd like to watch it again. What are the movies you're most excited about rewatching for this podcast? Or watching for the first time, I guess. Well, I don't know about you. It's hard not to get excited about uh, the classics, right? Conan, Terminator, uh, uh, probably not Red Sonja as a classic, but I'd like to watch it again. Right. Um, Predator, Commando. I was never really into Raw Deal. I'd like to watch that one again. I think I've only seen that one once or twice. Um, I'm not as into the comedies. I don't know about you. So Twins and Junior and Jingle All the Way. Those are at the bottom of your list for what you want to revisit? Uh, they're not my favorites. I prefer watching him... Uh, basically engage in mid-air arm wrestling matches and <laughs> throw things off of buildings and, and cause mayhem. I completely understand. Yeah, for me, I think the ones that I'm the least excited to rewatch, sadly, are some of the newer movies, like uh, the Expendables movies. Um, you know, I, I like some of them more than others, but I'm just not that drawn to revisiting them. So I'm interested in kind of reappraising them and seeing if they change it all in my opinion uh looking at them you know what five or seven years later some of them um and i'm also i gotta say not the most thrilled about looking at sabotage again sabotage you know late career arnold has been spotty and i found those movies lacking sort of that if i didn't like them that they you know even like some of his older ones some maybe some of the ones i wasn't as big on they have like a touch of madness to them like there's a weirdness that's like really kooky and fun in the way that some of the bad like roger moore james bond movies are or some of the weirder like lazier sean connery ones where there's that <laughs> weird sleazy charm that you just still totally get sucked into i don't find that in the newer arnold ones that don't work as well yeah, i haven't actually seen sabotage i saw escape plan uh no yeah okay I didn't. I didn't mind it. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it again for the for the podcast. I re I'd really like to see Maggie. Actually, I haven't seen that one yet, uh, where he's the father of a zombie daughter. That's one of the newer ones, and um, Aftermath as well. I'm not as excited about that one, but I haven't seen it yet, and I'm always open for a Schwarzenegger film. Yeah, the ones I'm the most excited about looking at are. I've never seen Hercules Goes Bananas slash Hercules Goes to New York. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't. Oh, you're in for a treat. So I'm really excited to look at like that one especially, as well as like the villain, because those are major Schwarzenegger performances. Like the Jane Mansfield story, um, not as much. Like I don't really care. It doesn't kind of fit into the idea of what Arnold Schwarzenegger is as a star. But to me, like Hercules does, um, as well as, you know, you mentioned Rod Deal. That is one that like, I said I, you know, watched on Tough Guy Thursday, but it's not one I watched as many times as, like, Terminator. It's largely forgotten. Same with Red Heat. I have almost no memory of Red Heat. Yeah, to be honest, the only uh, the only part of Raw Deal I, I think I remember was uh, where he's playing the Rolling Stones in the construction yard, mm. uh, attacking all the bad guys. I don't remember why they were bad. I just remember him driving a convertible around, one, one arming a, an assault rifle as usual. So, did you ever fall out of love with Arnold Schwarzenegger movies 
Um, I think briefly I did. Uh, I think maybe when Collateral Damage came out, that struck me as um, kind of uh, kind of the end of an era. Uh, I'm a little bit more forgiving to him in the end of days, uh, sixth day kind of era. But then Collateral Damage came out, and I think after that... Well, Collateral uh, Damage comes out right after 9-11, like one year later. Mm-hmm. And it really did feel like the end of the Arnold era. Like, collateral damage felt weird. It did. I mean, and I know Terminator 3 was released after that, which actually isn't isn't too bad a movie, but it's, you know, it, it did feel like... It feels like Terminator, uh, Terminator 3 looks a lot better now, looking back after two more Terminator movies. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think of Eraser and The Sixth Day uh, right. as maybe the, the last big Schwarzenegger vehicles. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. It's it is weird. Like I, I was so obsessed with Schwarzenegger through so much of my young years, into the nineties. Where's this go? Okay, I feel like you're going down memory lane. Well, I can see the flashback <laughs> going behind you. There's like a cloud over my head yeah. with like Arnold dancing in it. Yeah. Young Cam <laughs> hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. His <laughs> gym jams. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like I really feel like I kind of got distracted from my love of Arnold. Uh, in a way, maybe you didn't. Like I, I just, you know, my movie tastes changed as I got older. I got into more independent film, and then just diving down all these different avenues of all these types of movies. And I've always looked back on uh, Arnold movies very fondly, but I've never, I've never revisited them, and they haven't stuck with me the way that say, um, the way that uh, James Bond movies have, where I've continued to revisit them over the course of my life. So I'm really looking forward, you know, I'm 37 years old now, I'm having a bit of a midlife crisis, I, I want to return to that time and just see if I can relive those glory days where, I don't know about you, but I, I watch a lot of action movies still, um, I see tons of movies in the theaters, and I don't know if it's just the time and the place in which I was watching them, but I find action now, for the most part, with exceptions like The Raid uh, and, and some of the you know really good movies like that. I find action movies now a little dull. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are. I mean, but keep in mind, you, you go back and you watch some of the action movies from the 80s. A lot of them were absolutely horrible, right. too. Um, and I like to watch action movies almost exclusively. I don't, I don't like movies, as a general rule, that have non-expository dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not super interested in how people are feeling unless they're feeling about a car exploding. Right. Um, You're not watching Rooney Mara dramas. Yeah, unless Rooney Mara is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, you know, how do you feel about modern action? Do you think that it is missing Arnold Schwarzenegger, or at least the sensibilities that made him popular? Well, I mean, I think I have the same the same issues that anyone would have, which is, uh, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger was really in a time uh, before CG really came into its own. And uh, when I say he's kind of an effect unto himself, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, certainly there was incredible effects at the time. You look at movies like, say, Total Recall. Yeah, Terminator uh, 2, obviously. Terminator 2, obviously. Um, Although that one's kind of at the, you know, the dawn of the CG era, which would kind of put Arnold out of business to a certain degree. Yeah, to some to some extent, but um, you know, you're still relying heavily on uh, on real world special effects, yeah, and the actors interacting with them, and no one could do that better. No one could carry a big log around quite like Arnold could, <laughs> which we get to see in Commando. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it 
You know, and the other thing that happened was, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, he almost got too popular. I think a lot of studios looked at action movies. When Arnold had movies that were, like, making $100 million, studios went, wait, wait, action movies can make that much money? And so then they began to look at them more as prestige projects. And then in the 90s, you get more of the kind of ordinary guy in action movies. You get Nick Cage starring in The Rock. You get Harrison Ford in Air Force One. It becomes more of, like the relatable hero as opposed to the <laughs> great god <laughs> that we can all bow down to or austrian god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah which i i don't know i, I kind of miss that era like i i miss that era of these larger than life icons that we can barely understand <laughs> well i mean we're kind of getting back there i mean i think i last fast and the furious movie i saw oh okay yeah definitely had only a very tenuous appreciation of the laws of physics <laughs> Yeah, it thinks gravity is lame. <laughs> totally, man. Yeah, it like, is lame. Let's just you, be honest. Well, you know, I'd like to just talk about The Rock, because many look at The Rock as Arnie's successor. How do you feel about The Rock after seeing his career over quite a handful of years versus, like, Arnie, you know, going through the 80s and 90s, just tearing up the 80s and 90s? Well, I mean, I to be honest, uh, I love The Rock. I think he's I think he's great. Uh, I, you know, I... It's hard for me to like a big action star like that because I'm always comparing him to Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I, uh, it's hard not to like The Rock. I think he, I mean, he's been in some pretty horrible movies at times. What would you say his best movies have been? Uh, his best movies, um, probably some of the later Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, he's like really good. I would say Fast Five and Fast and Furious Six are the two best things he's done. And uh, other than that, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I. Don't think that uh, The Rock has had the luck Schwarzenegger had. Like, if you look at Schwarzenegger's career, he always made a point to work with interesting directors like Paul Verhoeven, James Cameron, obviously. Are you saying the sorry? Are you saying The Rock hasn't had an incredibly lucky career? Like, <laughs> I, like can't he just? Well, he's kind of like got the Will Smith thing going, where he works with pretty bad directors, makes movies that are okay at best, with you know, with the exceptions of like The Fast Five, which are really fun. But somehow the world loves him for it. Like, when you look back and go, like, what are the great films The Rock has made? You're like, well, there's a couple really fun ones. And then you got G.I. Joe 2. You got Baywatch. Yeah, you know what? He hasn't done a lot of good films, but he's done a lot that are good enough. Yeah, sure, I guess so. <laughs> but, you know, Schwarzenegger, as I, you know, as I said, you know, he was working with John McTiernan. He just um, knew how to really uh, work with the best people in Hollywood. And, like, they wanted to work with him. Which is something that I don't think many action heroes can can uh, really say applied to their careers. You know, you don't look at the careers of um, Van Damme, Seagal, and say, boy, they were working with the best of the best. Well, wasn't Van Damme in John Woo's... Uh, yeah, Hard North- Target, yeah. yeah. Yeah, North American debut. Unfortunately, those are the days when John Woo had no power here, and so the studio just ran rampant over the whole film. Mm-hmm. But no, it's true. Like he, Van Damme earns credit for me for bringing a lot of these Asian directors over to North America, like Ringo Lam as well. The movies were pretty bad, a lot of them. But uh, you know, so that kind of makes him a little interesting. But Schwarzenegger to me is just the guy who kind of had it all for. It seemed like a long time. It seemed like the Arnold era to me when I look back feels like a long period of time. But on paper, it's not really that long. No, I guess it's not. I mean, mind you, he's still cranking out movies. Sure. But you look at the highlights. It's like, you know, he really breaks through in 85 with Terminator. 
And then he kind of owns cinema until 94 with True Lies. And then after that, it sort of kind of, you know, it slows down. So he basically had nine years with, with good movies on either side. I'm not saying they aren't some good stuff like Conan, which is 82. But in terms of the big smash hits that the audiences are really flocking to, it's really 85 through 94. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, I mean, what's the shelf life of an action hero these days? It can't be that long either. Well, it doesn't seem to be. Uh, well, I think what they like to do now is kind of just cycle them in and out. You know, Liam Neeson does them for a while, and then, you know, other actors jump on. Ethan Hawke's got, you know, some coming out. like, And then eventually they get old and they do the Expendables. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, you know, Arnold's an interesting point. Do you think there is a future for Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor? Well, uh, I mean, we'll see, I guess. Because um, yeah. he's, he's, he's clearly tried to turn himself... Uh... Like, he's struggling at the moment to kind of find his place. Whereas Stallone, who'd competed with Schwarzenegger, you know, they've been sort of adversaries in Hollywood for years and years. Stallone has really found his footing with, you know, directing, um, you know, the Expendables movies and then yeah, having an Oscar nomination for Creed. Um, he's now kind of tied into the Marvel Universe. Stallone is really kind of finding his groove in his later in life career. Schwarzenegger seems to be having a tougher time doing that. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think it's because I mean, Terminator Genesis didn't do very well. Yeah. Uh, that you know they're that... making another one though. Oh, are they? Yeah, they are going to be. Is that doing... official now? Yeah, it seems to be. It seems to be. It's going to be from the director of Deadpool. I still want them to do Conan three without Jason Momoa. Are we going to look at that Conan the Barbarian? I think we have to, right? Maybe eventually. Let's yeah. not get to it right away. No, no. Later down the road. We have, you know, we have to do Destroyer before we do that one. <laughs> Hopefully by that point there'll be a Conan the King. Do you think that ever happens? I mean, we'll see. I, I think a lot of it will hinge on how, how his movies do uh, going forward here. Because he's had a tough luck revisiting some of his iconic performances. He hasn't gotten like the... Uh, the real, like, applause Stallone did for, like, returning to Rambo and to Rocky. You know, like, Schwarzenegger tried again with the Terminator. Uh, it didn't go great box office-wise. Um, but uh, but unlike Stallone, I, I guess, uh, I mean, Schwarzenegger really only has two iconic characters, right? He's got the, the T-800 and yeah. he's got Conan. And the T-800 is now bombed. And so whether or not uh, investors want to put millions and millions into a Conan 3. Yeah. We'll see. And also, I mean, there's also the triplets film that Arnold keeps saying is going to happen, which is going to reunite him with Danny DeVito, and then Eddie Murphy will be their third brother. Well, I hope not. <laughs> like, that sounds toxic on every level, am I right? Uh, it sure does. I mean, that, you might as well make a Pluto Nash sequel while you're at it. <laughs> Well, if you're going to flush money down the toilet, why not do it in style? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> maybe he'll maybe he'll come back and, uh, you know, whatever the new iteration of Batman is. Maybe he'll retake the Mr. Freeze mantle. It's funny. We're going to have guests on for some of these episodes. And um, Batman and Robin is one that people want. <laughs> like, we've had a few requests from future guests who want Batman and Robin. Why do you think that one captures people's imagination so much? Like, no one is angling to do Terminator 2 or Predator. I don't think it's so much it captures people's imaginations. I think it's because it's uh, widely regarded as one of the most horrible films <laughs> ever made. And it's a lot easier to uh, 
talk about a bad movie than it is a good one. Yeah, well, it's a lot more fun, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there a one you recall as being an Arnold film, at least you recall as being kind of bad, that you're looking forward to doing the episode on? Hmm. Yeah, I'd probably say, um, I mean, there's a, 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 the, probably the last two in the in the late 90s, uh, The Sixth Day and End of Days. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I've seen them both a, a, a two or three times, and uh, I've always really liked them, but I know I talk to other people, and uh, they're definitely not his most popular films. <laughs> I, thought they were, I thought they were great, but I'd, I'd love to watch them again and talk about them. I'm really excited to watch Red Sonja. That is a movie that I, I watched it years and years ago. It was one I saw well after my Arnold craze. I think I went to a video store and had a deal. Uh, it was it's, it's since closed, of course, unfortunately, with the end of video stores. But they had some sort of deal where it was like five movies for five days. And I would go in and I would just grab all these movies, filling in gaps in my filmography of things I hadn't seen. So it would be like, you know, I'd be grabbing Friday the 13th Part 7 and Police Academy 3. And then, like, I grabbed Red Sonja. And I remember watching it and just thinking it was just complete garbage. <laughs> and it was well past that era where I was charmed by Arnold's lesser uh, efforts. At that point, I was, like, more, like, serious, like, you know, this movie is no good. And so I'm really looking forward to revisiting it, mostly because it's, like, 85 minutes. But also because I feel like I'm going to have more fun with it now than I did then. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to... I mean, that's one I haven't seen uh, for quite a while as well. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd really... It had kind of slipped my mind, to be honest, because I don't know if I even really consider that to be uh, a Schwarzenegger film, because he was kind of a supporting character in it, if I recall. Prominently displayed on that poster, though. He was. I mean, I had a similar experience where our video store would rent, you know, three movies for three nights for five dollars and um you know my selection criteria was generally you know women wearing chainmail armor <laughs> right but so it's like renting prison planet <laughs> yeah i probably i probably rented it with red sonia <laughs> sheena warrior of the prince what was it sheena warrior of the jungle or whatever um yeah that wasn't chainmail no it wasn't uh, chainmail but um but yeah but uh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking looking forward to taking a look at that one as well because um, I, I have a similar recollection. I remember it being not not particularly uh, not particularly good, especially when compared to uh, the Conan movies. But but hell, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it again. Now you are a Conan guy. In your memory, looking back, which do you recall as being better, Conan the Destroyer or Red Sonja? Hmm, I, I don't think that's fair because I don't really have that much of a recollection of Red Sonja. Okay. Um, definitely Conan the Barbarian is, uh, I remember that being way better than Conan the Destroyer. I remember being yes. a little bit disappointed by Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, it didn't have the R rating. It didn't, uh, it had too many silly supporting characters. Wilt Chamberlain? <laughs> Mako. Yeah, and Grace Jones is in that one, right? Grace Jones, yeah. yeah. Did she do that before or after A View to a Kill? What year was Conan the Destroyer? Uh, 84, I think. Oh, so the one year before View to a Kill. So she got to do a disappointing Conan sequel and a disappointing James Bond sequel. <laughs> God bless you, Grace Jones. Yeah. What a career. So one of the things we want to do in the show and... Uh, Talking about Grace Jones has reminded me of it. She reminds me of many things too. <laughs> I won't go there. Is uh, we'll try and do a little bit of spot Sven. Uh, so if you're not fam- familiar with him, uh, Sven Ole Thornson 
He is a uh, Danish actor and stuntman, and except for Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, has appeared in more Arnold Schwarzenegger movies than anyone else. He was regularly um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, stunt double or appeared as generally a large antagonist in in the film. So you can see him in uh, Conan. Uh, he was the security guard in Running Man. Right. Um, he, he's he's been in a not to not to give away the spots Fen trivia of the week but uh i say grace jones reminded me of him because as far as i know uh he either is or was in a relationship with uh grace jones for many many years really true story wow that must be something else like that must be just like sexual dynamite (laughs) (laughs) i do not even want to know what goes on inside that house uh just <laughs> yeah well i kind of do <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a whole episode on that dedicated yeah. to uh, exploring <laughs> let's just cap. say you won't find sven's movie costumes in any hard rock cafe <laughs> what is it which is weird because for someone who has appeared in so many schwarzenegger movies but they're still in they're still in active use yeah he feels like um someone who you don't hear mentioned much you know, like it feels like a, it feels like a very obscure name, despite existing in that era where action movies were such a big deal. Yeah, I mean, he, he I mean, he w- wasn't just in Schwarzenegger movies. I mean, he, he speaking of Van Damme and John Woo, I mean, he appeared in Hard Target. He was uh, the main gladiator in Gladiator. He was in a bunch of stuff. <laughs> the Russell Crowe film. Uh, yeah, not the not Russell Crowe, but he was the old gladiator that they brought out of retirement. Right, right. We should do a Sven podcast. I'm enjoying this. We'd like people to listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the plan is, this episode is just sort of a preview as to what we plan to do going forward. Next week we will be back with Conan the Barbarian, where I think that's going to be really fun. When's the last time you watched Conan? Um... Probably actually relatively recently. I probably watched it a couple of years ago. Um, I tr- it's one I try and revisit with some level of frequency. Right. Yeah, for me, like it's been forever that I've seen Conan. So what the plan is, this episode is going to come out, and you can listen to it, as you are now. And uh, Conan will drop next week. And then from that point forward, it's pro- most likely going to be every two weeks we'll have a new episode coming out. But just one week between this premiere sort of teaser episode and Conan the Barbarian so study up on that one and uh, join us because I think it's gonna be a lot of fun diving into these movies we've got some crazy journeys ahead of us yeah and even if you don't want to join us you should go and rewatch Conan the Barbarian or watch it again for the first time because uh, I mean it's a it's a phenomenal film and uh, even if you don't like listening to us talk about it uh, you'll enjoy watching it for sure okay so where can they get hold of us Tony uh, well, uh, we were actually on the uh, helpline with our uh, web provider for about four hours today, <laughs> trying to figure out the fundamentals of accessing their helpline. Yeah, um, it, it, was, it was humiliating. <laughs> it truly was. We need we need some tech support. But if you have any ideas or you want to send us uh, comments or anything like that, uh, our website is arniegeddon.com. Uh, we should have an email up. I haven't tested it yet. Tony G T O N Y G at arniegeddon.com and uh, if I don't respond to you it's because we are currently figuring out how to actually access uh, our, our email account that's right and you can also find us on Twitter at arniegeddonpod uh, we'll hopefully be tweeting out some links there and uh, try and keep the fun going when we're not recording 
So I'm looking forward to that too, and hopefully conversing with some of you about your own Arnold Schwarzenegger experiences. Yeah, you can probably find me on the personal section in Craigslist as well. Uh, you know, I like to keep busy, uh, look for some entertainment, nothing serious. Um, you know, and also tr- you, you, Grace Jones, and uh, yeah. and Spencer, right? yeah, and maybe pick up some, you know, some secondhand records or something like that while I'm at it. <laughs> okay, so we'll be back with Conan the Barbarian next week.